You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy February 22nd. That's Got what I'm hit, talking about. Hit it every time. Yeah. Um, Looking outside the window, there's snow on the ground. We got a little snow again, so we're still in winter. You know, in the Midwest, we always have that back and forth for a while. So yeah, you're gonna hear that back and forth here live when you listen to if it has a score for right. your weather specifically. Literally, yeah. I mean, it went from what 50 degrees one day to snowing the next day, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like really low. It was like tens and twenties. Yeah, I want to say so. Like, yeah, that's like a whole forty degree difference, thirty degree difference. It was, it was crazy. But now it's getting warmer again. I think. I don't know. Yeah, snow's melting. Yeah, the polar caps are melting. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Everything. melting. Yeah, just give up on all hope. <laughs> all right, <laughs> enough of that sad news. Let's get into some actual sad news. Devin, <laughs> do you start with sad news? I mean, if you consider my co-host having wrong predictions, then yeah, that could hey, be considered hey, that quite sad. sad. I look, I only chose <laughs> the opposite of you because I wanted to be right if you were wrong. That's so true. that was the only possible defense. way. <laughs> yeah, that was the only possible way you could do that. So yeah, just a little bit of Super Bowl cleanup. We recorded the day of. We did predictions. I predicted the Chiefs would win, and Wes predicted that the Eagles would win. It was a really close game, though. Like, they it almost was. had that. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, the I Eagles I was so led. ready to celebrate in your face, too. <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like, ha! Yeah, I know. It, it seemed like it was going that way. It was really everything. It was like two different games, let's just say. It's like everything that happened before halftime was in the Eagles' favor, and everything that happened after halftime was in the Chiefs' favor. They were able to score uh, every drive, every time they got the ball, and it was close enough in that first half to where they were just able to, as you know, score more points. And yep. the team that wins is the team that scores more points. That holding really got them there, though, yes. in the end. Like, I, not that I think it would have been different if, if it wasn't a, a holding flag or whatever mm. on the play. I I just feel like that that really just confirmed it solidified that yeah they the Chiefs were gonna pull through on this one. So it's been a week, and yeah, those are the things that people were talking about throughout the week. That because the Eagles would have had gotten the ball with about a minute and thirty left. I believe they still had one or two timeouts. And said they got the ball with eight seconds left. Like you said, was kind of the nail in the coffin. And then people were also talking about the conditions of the field. So the Eagles defensive line was historic throughout the season. I think they had 70 sacks in the regular season. So did really, really well. Multiple players had 10 or more sacks. But they got zero in this game. And if you saw some film throughout the week in tweets or facebook posts or whatever you could see that players are slipping multiple times on the play so they are blaming the field too so definitely some things that could have went one way or the other like if 
something would have been different. Who knows the outcome of the game? Because like you said, it was close. It was 38 Chiefs, Eagles 35. So, yeah, it was a close one. Yeah, that was actually exciting to watch. I couldn't sleep that night. I, I didn't plan <laughs> on watching it. Yeah. But I couldn't sleep that night. So I was like, ah, I'll just watch the rest of the game. So I turned it on. It was after halftime already, and I watched the last like two two quarters up until the end. And then as soon as it was over, I, I turned it off and went to bed. <laughs> it lulled you to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the yeah. best lull to sleep. Yeah, it was exciting throughout. One of the best Super Bowls of recent memory for myself, but you and I used to have to work Super Bowls. So That's true. We... Haven't got were, that was exciting too, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Kind of a different definition More for like exciting. Stressful. <laughs> yeah. Different definitions. But yeah, it was a uh, good game, fun. Hope everybody had fun and stayed safe. Yeah, even though the commercials sucked. But, you know, that's fine. I know. That's. Don't always need great commercials, <laughs> I guess. And everyone was a little. I uh, underwhelmed by the halftime show, but what do you expect? Rihanna was pregnant, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was gonna be in your news or not. Uh, it's not in my news because that's more music stuff. But yeah, right. she did announce that on while she was standing atop her Super Smash Brothers stage of a yeah, <laughs> halftime show. The platform. I could right, not yeah. believe she was suspended that high in the air and then announced that she was pregnant while she's way up there. Yeah, I, that kind of scared me. I, I cringed a little bit. So I was like, uh oh, that I know she was in harnesses and stuff, she was safe, but like still right. I would not have been anywhere up there. Oh even if I w- wasn't pregnant. I mean yeah. I'm not pregnant, but <laughs> <laughs> Is there something you need to tell us? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people that fear heights were saying similar things to me throughout this week. I don't mind heights at all. I have to go up to some pretty high areas for what I do, so just I guess I didn't think of it. I I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah. <laughs> um, commercials you were talking about. I think that changed last year because there was one brand I forget what it was, Crypto One I think, and all they had was a QR code on the screen. Yeah. So I feel like the focus now, since you're paying so much for a Super Bowl ad, is make sure they know where to find you. Like make right. sure you s- show them the link, show them a QR code, show them something to actually get to where they need to go. I mean, there were some that were like celebrity, just through and through, like celebrity studded. Yeah, like studded. Dunkin' Donuts and uh, the Pepsi ones. Like, those are brands that, okay, people know where to find you. But other ones, like less established ones, was less about trying to be funny or witty and more about like, here's where you can find us. Right, I mean, you're spending millions of dollars on this thing. and might as well make sure that you get a customer base out of it. Exactly, yeah, make that money well spent. So that's Super Bowl cleanup. Speaking of football, the XFL started this weekend. So for those of you that don't know, the XFL is a professional American football minor league. So it was originally founded in 2001, and it's on its second reboot, and it's under new ownership of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ever heard of him? And, He's a friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. And his longtime business partner, Danny Garcia. So they bought this from, I guess, the founder and former owner, 
Vince McMahon and the bank, I suppose, because it was... He was going bankrupt. Bankrupt, yeah. yes. So they purchased it and were doing a lot of work in order to get it up and running. So They purchased it for real cheap, too. Yes, $15 million. Yeah. That's crazy. When there was, I think, an initial investment in the first reboot of like $250 million or something like that. Yeah, I think I saw that. So... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it went bankrupt due to complications with COVID. Right. Just it not being able to have people in attendance at the games. And that reboot, I think, was, yeah, it was in, like, 2020. Or I, th- I think 2018 is it was similar to this one. So 2018, they kind of got the wheels in motion. And 2020 is when the season started. And it failed due to just the uh, events taking place in the world. This was similar thing. They purchased this in twenty, a little bit, yeah, twenty twenty. So a little, like, pretty much after the bankruptcy, and now it's up and running in twenty twenty three. So the week one took place this weekend. We're actually in the midst of it. There was games yesterday. There's games on today on Sunday, and there's going to be ten regular season games before the playoffs. So maybe you'll hear us talking a little bit about that. Yay, more football. More football. 46 Ooh. weeks out of 52, I believe, if you want to count, which you should. The XFL, <laughs> the USFL, and then NFL and college football. So, Yay. <laughs> and that's just for American football. There's, there's Canadian, there's European leagues. So, yeah, we do cover global sports. So maybe I'll just find a way to talk about football every week. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving off of that subject, for the NBA, it was All-Star Weekend. So a couple weeks ago, I told you guys it was NHL All-Star Weekend. It was also the Pro Bowl around the same time. So now it is NBA All-Star Weekend. So events that have already taken place is skill challenges and other things. So Mac McClung won the dunk contest. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest, and Team Jazz won the skill challenge. Tonight is the game, and Team LeBron is facing off against Team Giannis. They kind of do gym class style, two captains, and then they pick their teams Mm. based on who is there in the pool. So kind of an interesting, interactive way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's still on going onward. These two things. So, recap later. So yeah, not as much juicy news this time around. No, huh? not this time. <laughs> I must have missed it. So let's um, see if you have any for us. So for uh, TV, movie, entertainment, whatever news. Uh, first news story, sad story. Uh, Bruce Willis was diagnosed with uh, frontotemporal dementia. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, a type of dementia that really focuses on like the I think it's the front on the right side of the brain, uh, and this news comes a year after annou- that his family announced that he was stepping away from acting because he had aphasia, which is a symptom of this form of de- dementia. Uh, so he's suffering a lot of complications when it comes to speaking, writing, communicating in general. Uh, so it's 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 sad to hear because Bruce Willis, you know, he's he's an iconic actor, uh, and he he could have had a lot more years left in him. It's, right. It's sad that he has to step away, and especially for something like this, that's really like devastating, you know, mm-hmm. to to have to deal with, and for his family, I have to deal with. So, you know, thoughts out to them. 
And, uh, I mean, hopefully they, they have some sort of comfort in the next few weeks as, as he, uh, you know, goes through this. Yeah, it's one of those things where the news, as they found out more and everybody else found out more, it just got worse instead of getting better, unfortunately. Right. And, and it's this, not treatable. I this, mean, there's different things that you can do to possibly uh not not make it any better but like to to assist with it there's like some uh different drugs or um uh therapies and etc et but i don't know exactly the extent of what they're doing it probably just makes life easier than it would be without it but like right. you said it's not going to make it 100% the way that it was before so yeah this is unfortunately the reminders that we have that we oftentimes talk about how we view these people like as being above us. Like we are talking about them. They're not talking about us, I guess, is like one way right. to put it. That we put them on a pedestal. But there are things that happen that remind us that they are just like us. Yeah, they are mortal. human. Yeah. you know, And they have friends and family. And this is a devastating time for all of them. And we just are thinking about them and hoping that things can go as well as possible right. for everyone involved. Right, right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ah, Next bit of news, Ryan Seacrest is leaving live with Kelly and Ryan in the spring. Okay. Uh, the show is going to become live with Kelly and Mark, her husband that has been a guest star a few days. Oh, okay. Um, Kelly Ripa, who has hosted the show since like 2001, uh, she's she's gone through a couple hosts on that show. It okay. started with live with Regis and Kelly, that and sounds then it familiar, was live yeah. with I believe Kelly and Michael, and then it was just live with Kelly. Is that Michael Strahan, right? Yeah, Michael Strahan, friend, friend of the show. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just been a rotating co-host situation. It's good that she's had the consistency. You know, she's hosted for over twenty years now. Right. Um, but yeah, sad to see Ryan go. But Ryan, you know, it's like it's not like a. It's not a bad leave. Like it's not like everyone's all salty about it and stuff. He, I was gonna. He has ask. to go on to go do American Idol and okay. uh, other filming things. Uh, he's hosting something coming up as well. So his his time's just not there. He originally signed a contract to just host for three years, and he enjoyed his time so much that he signed another contract, uh, and then was like, "Yeah, I'll sign on for one more year, and then I I'm leaving." So this is right. final season. Uh, he's leaving this spring, so in a few months here. Yeah, those two people, the last two, Michael Strahan and Ryan, they are very busy individuals. Right. So like you said, it's glad that it's not something like where they're not getting along or there's tension. I mean, in my world, I see Michael Strahan like all the time, like all this post-game and pre-game stuff, and then he's on like other game shows and a lot of other things. And right. Like you just mentioned for Ryan. So it's glad that people are able to have this opportunity and move on and still have it be like, I'm glad I did that, but it's time to move on. Right. Right. And I mean, it is the, the number one daytime talk show, uh, on America's TVs. So it's, it's, uh, interesting to have these changes happen and to see how it affects the show in the long run. But, um, ratings are pretty good for uh, Kelly's husband, who's been a guest host on the show. So 
they don't think that it's really gonna affect affect things too much that could be kind of fun in a new and unusual way i mean i guess you do see some husband wife or other partners like host some shows together but yeah i think for such a popular show mixing it up a bit will keep people on their toes that'll yeah, be fun right now uh, that's it for news for me which means it is time for us to move into devin's director's cut but not before we tell you once again Mm-hmm. To sign up for SeatGeek to get right. some tickets for our spring breaks coming up. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's only got a couple weeks, you know. We don't know where exactly in March or April your spring break is, but it's better to plan ahead rather than behind. Absolutely, yeah. So with all of the issues from other ticketing sites you may have heard of, why not get tickets from a reliable source such as SeatGeek? And also save yourself some money and stress while doing so. That's right. You can save yourself $20 on your first purchase while knowing that the tickets you are getting for concerts, sporting events, theater, they're all going to be a reliable source for your ticketing needs. Confirmed tickets. That's that's always good to have that sort of uh, confirmation there. So if you want to get those tickets, make sure you use the code if it has a score uh, to get your twenty dollars off your first purchase. If it has a score, that's seat right, geek. folks. Seat geek. They seat you <laughs> at things and stuff. Oh yeah. I don't think that's their actual slogan, but you know, if they want to take that, <laughs> yes. uh, moving on to our our. Uh, Love is in the air. Devin's director's cut. This is our last segment for the month. Yeah. uh, Which means it's our last time doing Love is in the air, which honestly was a harder theme than I thought. Yeah, with this month having Valentine's Day in it, I thought maybe you would be watching a rom-com with yourself, with a significant other, with a partner, maybe with friends. But it was kind of a hard theme for us, having realized like we have not seen that many. And then we're going to just kind of continue down this path, I must say, at least for myself. I don't know about Wes here. Yeah, this one might be a little harder too, but we'll see where it goes. We are going to let you folks know that our theme next month is going to be March Sadness. So it's going to be some sad sappy dramatic stories yeah lots of drama soapy of, kind of yeah tv shows and films <laughs> yeah would that count it was like a soap opera yeah soap operas are, are more dramatic and more emotional you know so we're going for more emotional stories okay. so uh, characters from dramatic uh films or dramatic tv shows uh characters maybe struggling through stuff in their shows right. you know uh, we're, we're just going for the emotional stakes here. So I guess we have less boundaries than we did in this month. We, yeah. We kind of bent the rules a little bit even in this month, but next month probably be bending even more rules. Most likely. Be most like, hey, likely. there was a sad scene in this movie. Yeah. Be like, what are you talking about? That was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one bad thing that happened one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul Blart. All that happened was his mom got hit by an ice cream truck. <laughs> hey, I was sad. <laughs> but all right, with that being said, 
We have one more week until we get there, folks. So let's focus on this. Let's do my director's cut, Devin's director's cut. Yeah. So what are we making a movie about? So I knew I wanted to do couples that are both professional athletes. We have already talked about friends of the show, Zach and Julie Ertz, a professional football player and a soccer player. So believe it or not, there was another couple that I could have talked about that day. I just, the Ertz was more prevalent in my mind probably yeah. because I had Zach Ertz in fantasy football okay, <laughs> this season. Yeah. But I also could have done J.J. and Kelia Watt. So J.J. Watt, former professional football player, just retired this season, so actually just a couple weeks ago. And also the wife is a professional soccer player. So didn't want to do something we've kind of already talked about. I know that was during a skim through, but didn't want to do that. And then this is a a couple that I've heard about before that we're going to be doing the movie about. And I just think that all the other couples I was looking into briefly have mostly had storybook beginning and endings. Yeah. Whereas they met, they got married. Now they started a family. They live happily ever after. The end, yeah. You and I are doing a rom-com. We need a little bit of drama, (laughs) you know. So I am going to be giving you the plot behind the couple that is Andre Agrassi and his wife now of Stephanie Graf. So they are both professional tennis players, both respectively, like, Two of the best to actually play. So pretty awesome and fitting that they are a married couple, a power couple, if you will. And now they have started a family. They both have done interviews. I believe Andre has written an autobiography. And they are a little less in the media and in the public eye than they were before. But they've said... Despite them having a family now, they aren't going to push their family, like their children, to pursue tennis in any way. But I do think that they would fare well, considering Andre is an eight-time major champion and an Olympic gold medalist. And Stephanie Graf. Sorry, I'm like pulling all this stuff up, and then we'll get into the juicy drama. So, (laughs) (laughs) so... She ranked number one for 377 weeks. She's won 22 major single titles and the single most since the start of the Open Era in 1968 and the third most of all time. So I know we've talked about Serena Williams on this show. You know, this is a big tennis podcast. So Stephanie Graf also up there with her in terms of rankings right i've heard the name before which i mean says something (laughs) and then i don't know if we've talked too much about like um male tennis maybe maybe a few um but yeah he uh andre was also a former number one in the world tennis player he's been since passed up by a couple others I'm trying to think like Rafael Nadal, um, Roger Federer. Those are some names I know off the top of my head. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, 
But all right, less about them and more about this couple. So we're kind of going to do a back and forth kind of, this is where this person's at in their life and this is where this person is at in their life. So I'm also going to tell you the ages of the two people and you can cast them first and then I'm going to kind of get my story organized. So keep in mind that everything we're talking about was taking place in the 90s from 1990 to as 2001 so 90s early 2000s so okay. everything is taking place anywhere from 30 to 20 years ago that kind of range obviously um so the man that we're going to be casting so at the time as of right now andre is 52 years old obviously deduct some years he is mixed race with an American mother and an Iranian-born Armenian father. He himself was American-born, and he is five foot eleven. So, who is going to be the male portrayal in this film? Uh, I mean, this one's a really rough one, but I feel like because it's a rom-com. We get a lot of flexibility with comedy movies when it yeah. comes to casting. Yep. Because the goal is just to be ridiculous and funny, right? Yep. So I'm thinking, and hear me out on this. <laughs> back in the 20s, he used to have this wild hairdo. Like it was okay. long, it was all over the place. Like when he was 20, when he was in his 20s. Yeah. Um, I think we should just have him play himself and throw a wig <laughs> on him. <laughs> okay, yeah. I hey, you said he's been in films and stuff, TV. He was, did you say he was on two TV shows? Okay, um, like for one episode each. I don't remember the other one, but one of them was The Simpsons. Okay, and he's also done you know countless guest spots on uh, TV shows for like playing himself. So okay, yeah. So why not? so he's acted before and he's played himself before. Right. Why not take a little blast from the past? Throw a wig on you and yeah, hey, good as new. Fine playing the story, yeah. <laughs> Why not? He's written an autobiography. Okay, he's okay. touched on these topics before. Right, right. Why not? As time has passed, talk about these things and portray them in a funny way. Because yeah, we just put like de aging makeup on him, you know, and just have him be wild. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody that would write about themselves would not have a they'd have an easier time laughing at themselves as well especially as more time goes on right like you know that was interesting and he could bring the authenticity to the moments too like he knows what it felt like in that moment so he could bring in that aspect of it absolutely he'll do a better job of telling the story than i'm about to do yes or any of these (laughs) like blog posts of what i've had to read in order to kind of rein this story in a bit so the woman portrayal, we are going for somebody. So the woman is currently, Stephanie is currently 53 years old. She's white, German-born, and five foot nine. So who are you going to have for the woman portrayal? For Stephanie Graf. For Stephanie Graf. Yes. Uh, we're going to go with, uh, I mean, not exactly German, but from Europe. Okay. So we're going to go with Emily Blunt. Okay. Who, you know, they look kind of similar. And okay. that's basically all I based <laughs> it on. 
Emily Blunt can, has uh, um, a lot of good skills. She was like the highest paid actress in 2020. So like that means that she's sought after, you know, in order for this movie to be successful, we have to make sure that there's some sort of star power to it. So I yeah. think that uh, if we if we throw her in there, then you have like the two leads um, are, are pretty well-known people. Uh, to bring in the the sports viewers and then also moviegoers. I totally agree. You do need to find a fine balance of athletic and athletes. So that's bringing in a certain audience. And then obviously celebrities, actors, actresses that people know. And that bringing in an audience as well. Right. So kind of similar to the film weird al like it's about weird al so if you listen to the music that is going to be someone or something that brings you in and then if you're familiar with the actor daniel radcliffe maybe you like movies of his in the past or other things <laughs> in other involvements then maybe you'll go and see it for that reason so, right right similar kind of stretches here that are going to be bringing people in all right so now let's introduce the two people who are now married, let's introduce the people that they were dating at the time in the early 90s. Okay, So, right. first, let's do the boyfriend of Stephanie Graf. Kind of do back and forth. Oh, we just did a man, woman. Uh, let's do a man again. So, she was dating a racing driver, Michael Bartels, from... 1992 to 1999 so again we'll kind of do back and forth this is what stephanie was doing this is what andre was doing back and forth but at the time we know that she was dating this man for quite some time so michael bartels race car driver uh, the information i was able to find is that he is currently 54 years old and a white male couldn't find height dimensions unfortunately that's fine so maybe yeah, we, we don't care too much about that for a comedy movie. Yeah, it's not a biopic. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Maybe as I say, maybe if someone's way shorter, then that just is right. Uh, comedic relief. So, Driver, he's Driver, right? Yep. So, why don't we cast Driver, Adam Driver? Okay. By the way, sure. He did a really good job on SNL when he hosted. Uh huh. And he's actually a really funny guy. Like he could do like the more serious roles, but. Uh, He's a funny guy. He's got a military background, so he's a, he's in good shape. Um, and looking at pictures of uh, Michael Bartels, he's he's like more fit. He's got foreign hair. He's got a mustache. Adam Driver can grow a mustache. Boom. Perfect. All you need. Yeah. <laughs> this was 90s, 1992 to 1999 specifically, so kind of – Looking at pictures and stuff, this guy kind of had like, and they may be older pictures, I don't know, but kind of had like that 80s look, but still going on in the 90s, so it's kind of like that old school, so I feel like you said like makeup-wise, facial hair-wise, or whatever, outfit-wise, whatever we need to do, yeah. be like, pretend you're a guy from the 80s, but you're <laughs> hanging around in the 90s. And I mean, Driver's <laughs> got experience doing that with House of Gucci that just came out, he played... Mm -hmm. uh, one, uh, I, I forgot his name already, but the main Gucci who got murdered by his wife. Uh, so, oh, jeez. Like, he has, he has the experience of playing real-life figures, right? 
Right. No people murdering their significant others in this film, but we will have again. I, I promise it gets Maybe a little we'll more. Maybe we'll add it for fun. <laughs> it gets a little bit more like again, like a little less like you know happily ever after. Well, you know there there's some bumps in the road, needless to say. So let's introduce one of I guess this is one of three of Andre's love interests Ooh. in the film. Three total love interests for one person in this film first it's 70 has two um but we have somebody that was dating someone in the 90s so and he was as a tennis player dating somebody that was famous as well he was dating barbara streisand who is currently 80 years old so she was a lot older than him yeah (laughs) yes she was yeah she's a bit older than him yeah, so I'm pulling that back up. Teensy bit of an age gap. Yeah, so he did write about that in his autobiography I mentioned that he wrote. So pulling that up. This is what he had to say. So we agree that we're good for each other. And so what if she's 28 years older? We're simpatico and the public outcry only adds spice to our connection. It makes our friendship feel forbidden, taboo. Another piece of my overall rebellion. Data, dating Barbara Streisand is like wearing hot lava. So that's an unlot, <laughs> wow, a lot a to unpack spicy, there. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So kind of a hot and heavy time in the film. So again, like public reaction is not really understanding his decision or her decision at the time kind of is viewing this as strange and like he said like unforbidden territory so this is kind of a period where he said he's feeling rebellious and feeling like a rebel so again he is taking the place of his own character so he will be able to kind of rein this story in a little bit but that is what i have for him dating barbara streisand so would you like to now cast Barbara Streisand? Yeah, I think we're going to go, again, a comedic route. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that it's someone who could be a little outrageous and is known yeah. for playing some kooky characters. So All right. I'm going to throw Amy Poehler in there. Okay. <laughs> I think that she'd be really funny in that role. Um, and she could probably play off like the, ooh, I'm a, a, I'm a famous music artist uh-huh. person. I'm so, aren't I so illustrious? Aren't I so desirable? Yeah. Andre? (laughs) I think that's going to be perfect for this because, yeah, again, two totally different worlds. We have two famous people, and that's assumingly how they met, and that's assumingly, like, why they're dating. And I'm sure at the time that's, like, a quote-unquote power couple or at least that's how they viewed it again because other people were not that keen on the idea 28 years difference so i kind of like that route because like you said somebody interpreting themselves and their relationship in one way when most other people are interpreting it in a completely different and opposite way so i do think that that kind of viewpoint and that kind of character will definitely bring some comedic value to this person that's kind of just like 
not self-aware. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is going to be pre- pretty pretty good comedy right there. So now for the well, we're already on the rom, but obviously, and we're on the com as well. But <laughs> there's obviously problems, and that's why I didn't want to include some of the other couples that kind of again didn't really have information on any of the people they dated or were married to in the past. So this was kind of like ups and downs, as films are. There, there's problems, there's solutions. So now we're hitting a problem of sorts so we fast forward a bit and we now see and again stephanie is still dating the race car driver we're still doing some back and forth but at this time it is 1997 to 1999 and he as an andre is married to brooke shields so let me pull up this info sorry so brooke shields currently 57 years old white and american born okay. so i kind of go into the details of the marriage in a bit but who would you like to cast for his first of two wives okay so brooke shields uh hmm she i feel like she's famous too right yeah she is famous too she's she was a really good actress um, okay, but I, you know we already went the ridiculous route for one character. Why not continue that trend? Absolutely. Uh, let's have Tina Fey play Brooke Shields. All right, so two people with chemistry. So again, I don't know like maybe how... we'll add a fight scene. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I don't know how things broke off with Barbara Streisand and how things started with Brooke Shields. It just says like the 90s from what I'm seeing. So don't really know the timelines there. But yeah, we definitely, if Andre approves of it and everyone else on the set approves of it, could have a fight scene between those two. Like, that's my man. Right. <laughs> Something right. like that. Just add it in <laughs> just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, why not? So, um, <laughs> but a little bit more about the uh, Tina, Tina Fey, if you will. A little bit more about like, what what you what your vision is? Um, well, again, she's she's funny. She can also you know like I think Brooke Shields was a little more of a uh, dramatic actor. She was in a lot more like uh, um, romanticy kind of movies, but also dramas. Okay. Uh, so I think that Tina will bring like the humor around that out in it. Okay. Where she's like acting like she's all serious, but really, like, we know it's Tina Fey. And so that some humor will come from that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's, <laughs> that's my only thought. So there will be obviously some, some rocky parts because this is a marriage that started and ended and it was only a two year marriage. So we capture. Andre at a time where he is a younger adult in his 20s as this film progresses. He might just get into his 30s, but younger, a lot of stardom from an early age, a lot of awards and accolades, but not all of them coming easy and not all of them coming automatic. So he did suffer some losses in 
some tournaments and, and some titles. And that is a struggle, especially for somebody that's young and maybe throughout their young years and throughout their teenager years was just so used to winning. So he had a problem with handling some losses and ultimately like brought his work home with him, mm. you want to say. So he brought those struggles into the relationship, into the marriage, and inevitably them being from different professions, that was something that was a little bit of a flash in the pan, if you will. So yeah. it was, again, a, little a, more sh- difficult. a short marriage. So kind of had some rocky parts there. And there's going to be obviously more attention and more like details on that in the autobiography. But that kind of strays away from our path. We just kind of want to do some background of where they were and then what inevitably leads them to being married. So obviously the ex-wife now is an important character to cast but let's now get to the point to where we know that this andre has eyes for this other person in his similar profession so not a singer not an actress but somebody who is also a professional tennis player so he knows this person and admires them and at first is like admiring them from afar and it's kind of funny that like again somebody that's won tournaments won awards is so successful and has had to like work hard practice for so long you'd think this person is kind of like almost fearless more confident he'd be willing to do you know take a chance yeah but he writes or says in an interview i'm not really sure where this information was coming from oh it looks like it's from an interview or whatever um but he thought like oh she's not going to be interested she's not going to want any part of me and he was like intimidated to go up to her and kind of start the like footsteps of building a relationship with her and getting to know her. Hey, we've all been there. It's okay, Andre. (laughs) Exactly. So I guess it's good that he was kind of humbled from his past relationships and past marriage and from other matches and things in his career. It's kind of like all got him to a point where he's now more mature and not just going to like go up and just be like, you know, I'm – I'm the number one tennis player. Right. Like, w- want to go out? <laughs> he's, so he's kind of grown up a bit and is kind of having some, like, realizations of himself and where he stands. So pretty much he had to have the trainers. So his trainer and Stephanie's trainer set up a oh. quote-unquote, like, a training <laughs> session oh or, like, a match between those That'll two. That'll be funny, yeah. That'll so, be a funny part of the scene. So... Or of the movie. The trainers, they did know each other, so he had to tell his trainer, like, hey, could you please, like, tell the other trainer that you know to, like, set something up with me and Stephanie? Like, could, yeah. you, could you bridge this gap for us? So now I'm going to do the two coaches. So we focused a lot on... Andre and where he's been at and stuff. So let's first do Stephanie's coach. So the coach that helped bridge this gap between the two. So Stephanie's coach in this scenario is Heinz Gunhart, who is currently 64 years old. 
He's white, Switzerland born, and five foot eleven. Okay. So I think this guy's taller than that. Oh, the person that you're going to cast? Yeah. Okay. But I that's fine. All right, who I, you got? This one was a little harder for me. All I, right. I didn't know exactly what to do for him. I mean, it's a smaller role, so I guess it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> this guy's more of like an action actor, so I think it'll be okay. funnier to see him in a role like this in like a rom-com. Yeah. So people will be like, what is he doing here? <laughs> so Alexander Skarsgård, who uh, is, yeah, again, like a, a famous, like more uh, tough guy in films these days. So I think as like a coach, you got to be like that. That rougher kind of guy that everyone looks up to. I agree. Um, yeah, he's a little bit younger than uh, Goodhart is um, right now. I get the time again. Like aging uh-huh. makeup will will get us there. We'll be fine. Yeah, but I, I think he's t- like much taller than that. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, everyone's pretty like relative in height. At the next coach I'm gonna do is six foot one. Ever like. Let's see, Andre's five foot eleven, Stephanie's five foot nine. I mean, everyone's kind of like within a couple inches of each other, as long as this person's not like six foot seven, yeah. <laughs> something where they're towering over. But then again, like we've discussed in the past, camera angles and things like that. Yeah, we can, can we can work around it. It'll be fine. Yeah, he is taller than Stephanie, so again, that's all you pe- need. <laughs> people aren't going to have. Like that recollection of like, oh, he he wasn't that much taller than her. And again, it's a rom-com. So um, with that being said of this person typically being in action films, the way we could pitch it to them is be like, you're going to be a coach. So like you said, that kind of background, that kind of toughness and grittiness is going to get them to be good on camera but we can pitch it and be like you're gonna be a wingman he's like all right action movies i'm gonna be flying you know wingman be like no not that kind of wingman (laughs) but at least we'll have interest when we pitch it in that kind of way so (laughs) we'll trick him into being in the movie (laughs) yeah he'll be like yeah i'm here to for the wingman role (laughs) where's my stunt coordinator yeah exactly yeah he thinks he's gonna be getting into a harness and having wings <laughs> strapped onto him and stuff and we're like whoa whoa not that kind a lot more low budget than that yeah you already agreed <laughs> to the role so you can't say no no exactly you're, you already signed <laughs> the contract you already put pen to paper and then all right so now back to andre and where he's at so at the time his coach was brad gilbert who's currently 61 years old White, American-born, and six foot one, as I stated. So these two are going to be in points at the film. Again, more of background characters, and actually here, like more towards the end. But who do you have for this second coach and this second wingman? I think another like more humorous guy, but again, like someone that people look up to is like maybe your your tougher guy. Um, he's he's more athletic. We're gonna go with John Cena. Oh right, yeah. yeah. We'll get John Cena in this film. He's definitely changed, you know, his perception a lot recently. Like obviously, we we were just talking about the show that he's on, where it, he is a superhero, but it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. So we know that he can be in a role where he's interpreted as something, but there's a lot 
more than meets the eye. It is something that is supposed to make you laugh and is supposed to be humorous. So I think he'll get right into that very well. And then obviously we know he has the athletic background right. being a WWE wrestler. Right, right. So I like it. I think that that will go well. And then... Yeah, pretty good cast. We're pretty much at the end of the movie, believe it or not. So... <laughs> um, they get married in October 22nd, 2001 in their home in Las Vegas. The only two witnesses were both of their mothers. And like I said, they've been more low-key recently. The wedding was low-key. They've been less like about, I mean, I guess just because they're married now and they're both retired. They're just neither are dating race car drivers or musicians (laughs) or actresses anymore they've both kind of like rode off into the sunset if you will they've retired they're married they have their two children and they're just focused on themselves and them fam their family now so so we get that cheesy rom-com end to it exactly i think that works really well so definitely some unexpected people that they were dating but ultimately led them to where they're now with their soulmate. Isn't that sweet and nice? Yay. So <laughs> I also think, yeah, just that who they were dating kind of like at the time, just like stars dating other stars. And then they are both tennis professionals, but both had like a mutual interest, but neither wanted to approach the other. So then the coaches did it. I just think that that's kind of funny, but yeah. also like, really relatable like you said because like even the common person if they see someone at work or at school are like oh i don't know if they're interested in me and all this other stuff and all this other recollection like with their friends and coaches and stuff they're just like screw it we'll set it up exactly (laughs) i know so i i think there will be a lot of twists and turns but then also a lot of things to laugh at and it's also again even though they're professionals and dating stars and stuff I think that it's it's relatable. So that wraps up Devin's Director's Cut for the month, and that wraps up Love is in the Air for the month. Woo! We right. did another movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you folks enjoyed this theme. Again, there'll kind of be some similar storylines with the theme next month of March Sadness. Yeah. So there's some sad aspects to love in rom-coms like heartbreaks and things like that so some heartbreak films and some other like like you said we said soap operas and things maybe more tragic films i know i didn't want to go there immediately but But. yeah (laughs) titanic and marley and me and And marley and no There's some, there's some tough, tough... Characters that made us cry when they died on screen. There's some tough, like, tough... Like, inside out. Yeah. Bing bong. I miss <laughs> him so much. But alright, so before we dwell upon yeah. those super sad and yeah, dramatic films in energy it's time for us to gain some energy. Absolutely. And you know what's a great way to gain some energy? Midnight, Midnight energy. energy. So yeah. 
for gamers by gamers i know i like drinking it before we do our two truths and one lie segment which is coming up i like drinking it before i play my video games in my free time i like drinking it before i do fantasy football drafts lineups waiver workouts before work waking up in the morning anytime that you need that extra bit of energy it really helps absolutely so if you go to their website and use our code score that you can get 10 percent off of your order of the dietary supplement tubs or the awesome shaker bottles for yeah. mixing up your drinks so score yourself a good deal with our code score and support us in the process all right now let's Move into our game segment. Two, Two truths, truths, one one lie. lie. <laughs> so let's see. It is currently two and one yeah, for no Devin and one and two for Wes. You can tie though, so let's see if I you could. can yeah. knot that up. You would have to get it wrong, and I would have to get it right. So let's do it like that then. How about you read it first? Okay. Go, go off beat a little bit i know i did news first but. to make it a little more suspenseful yeah all right so we're going back to talk show hosts for this one all right since that was a little bit of news uh who is slash was the longest running talk show host on a single show Jeez. you've got larry king jerry springer or johnny carson wow hmm okay Man, I mean, I it's it's funny because like you you wouldn't think that Jerry Springer would be in that conversation, but he definitely is. <laughs> and as much as I want him to be, like I, I would love for it to be him. And hey, if I'm wrong, then in essence, like I'm gonna feel like I'm still a winner. Uh, but I don't think it's him. Uh, those other two, you definitely hear about as like being long-time greats so johnny carson and larry king you said right yep i just know that larry king did it like right up until like i mean like up until he he passed pretty much yeah i mean he did it for like as long as humanly possible almost so gotta go with my gut and say that it was larry king larry king yeah all righty Larry King hosted Larry King Live for 25 years. Okay. Unfortunately, that is five years less than Johnny Carson mm. oh, on The okay. Tonight Show. All right. So Man. Johnny Carson was 30 years on The Tonight Show, and even Jerry Springer beat out Larry King with 27 years 27. on The Jerry Springer Show. Nice. I know. I had a feeling it'd be like around 20-something, which is – that's awesome in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> All right, so my second guest would have gotten me there. However, there are no second chances in Two Truths, One Lie. <laughs> and the only one still alive and kicking is Jerry Springer. He's got a new show now. Have you ever seen that? Baggage? I, I heard about it. I haven't seen it it's yet. It's kind of messed up. <laughs> I would only imagine that it is. So, all right. Well, I guess that wouldn't count as him. We got a him. chance to tie. Yeah, I guess. We got a chance to so tie. So, I'm out, I'm out here at 2-2. Two and two. Let's see if you can also get to two and two. All right. All right. So the NBA All-Star 
game, the celebrity one, was part of the events for the weekend. Okay. So, actors, musicians, politicians, TV show hosts, current and former athletes were chosen to participate in this event. Many talented people, ranging from 21 Savage to Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Show. (laughs) So... What I would like to know, since this is for the athletic portion, is what athletes were chosen to participate in this celebrity all-star game for NBA, so the basketball game. So it could be retired or current, and it could be any sport. But who I have is Albert Pujols, retired MLB, DK Metcalf, current NFL, and Kevin Garnett, retired MBA. So which of these did not participate? Did not participate? Yes, the other two did. Okay, give me them again. Albert Pujols, retired MLB. DK Metcalf, current NFL. And Kevin Garnett, retired MBA. Uh, I'm going to go with the first option, MLB. I feel like that one's got the least sort of connection. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like like a a football player could play basketball. Uh huh. Basketball player obviously could play basketball, and I'm sure a baseball player could play basketball too. But I just feel like it's too different. Too different. So, unfortunately, you are at one and three. No. Albert Pujols did participate. I didn't know like if I was going to be hiding in plain sight or not. So like the basketball player Kevin Garnett yeah. wasn't there. Kevin Garnett was not there. Ah. I didn't know if you're going to be like, yeah, maybe they didn't have an NBA player also do an NBA go event. With that one. Every single um, time, I need to go with my second option, <laughs> my first one. Um, but the reason I did that, I'm sure maybe you've seen, maybe you don't recognize him, but Kevin Garnett in some commercials recently. He was in Uncut Gems. There you right? go. Yeah. yeah, so a celebrity in multiple forms now, but... Who participated was Dwayne Wade. He was actually one of the team captains, so retired NBA player and now a minority owner for a NBA team as well. But he was the person that participated and not Kevin Garnett. So uh, fortunate for you, you end the month one <sighs> and three. I end the month two and two. I hate so losing. By it's the worst. S- by slight margin. I am the winner, similar to slight margin. The Chiefs are the winners. (laughs) So, tough episode for you, my friend. That's all right. I'll get them next month. (laughs) There is always next month. And And next week, even, with our next um, segment. With the draft. our draft. Yes. So, we'll get back to you on the sport. Well, by next week, you will know what it is. So, Leave that suspense for you to figure out what the sport is going to be, but at least you know the theme. Yeah. All right. March sadness. All right. And with that being said, thanks for tuning in. You can find me on social media with DevonLang32 as my handle. You can find me writing about NFL, fantasy football, maybe doing some humorous things about sports humorous things in general west where they can where can they find you uh twitter at w skim milk or on my website wskimmilk.com for this podcast as well as others yeehaw all right folks thanks again see ya see you next time
If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.